Entrepreneur on Fire 738. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Selection, speed, and creativity are just a few of the benefits of having several designers work on your project. Start your next design project at 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Light that spark, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Peter Shallard. Peter, are you prepared to ignite? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. As a renowned business psychology expert and psychotherapist gone renegade, Peter is the shrink for entrepreneurs. He is also the founder of Commit Action, a human power technology-driven accountability coaching startup dedicated to permanently eradicating procrastination from the planet. Peter, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight. So take a minute and share a little bit more about you personally and then expound upon the biz. Yeah, man. Where to begin? I'm, uh, my background's in psychology. My first business was uh, a psychotherapy practice, brick and mortar, old school, nothing internet-based. Um, that's kind of where I got my battle scars. I've been in corporate consulting with the same skill set and then uh, built a brand online as the shrink for entrepreneurs. Best thing I ever did. Gave me freedom um, and an extraordinary lifestyle, amazing business, working with some of the, some of the smartest, most... Uh, incredible entrepreneurs around the world and uh, commit action as you mentioned is my new thing it's a startup that we've uh, that I've put together which is all about exactly that human powered accountability uh, coaching paired with some kick-ass software to basically defeat procrastination to help entrepreneurs overcome all of the psychological stuff that prevents them turning the their best intentions into concrete results And some of that freedom, Peter, has allowed you to do some pretty cool things like you mentioned, one of which was hang out with me on a mancation not too long ago in Denver where I have to ask the question, how did somebody not break some bone with those ATVs or motorbikes that we were whipping around in? Dude, in hindsight, I like I lay awake at night wondering the same thing. (laughs) There were some some hairy moments there. I remember uh, Nathan Lacta. I uh, had a moment where he kind of flipped the ATV or something. There was some. There were there were a few moments. There was some nail biters. <laughs> like you say that you lay awake at night. Like I literally lay awake at night and I picture that. And that was over a year ago. And I still have just like these cringe moments from that experience. I mean, so anybody that wants to get out there on, on an ATV, take some lessons first because we were just a bunch of dudes rolling around. And I mean, I actually rode my ATV off of the trail and had to have a guy come and get it back onto the trail. Like I bailed, luckily the right way. So didn't flip on over me, but that was just terrifying. And this it, is what happens when you put a bunch of <laughs> entrepreneurs who have no risk aversion whatsoever, you know, out in a uh, out in the forest with a bunch of ATVs and and motorbikes. <laughs> well, I can tell you, thankfully Nathan Lacka, nothing happened to him because I was just hanging with him three days ago in Maine. We both spoke at Agents of Change. That guy crushed the stage. He's doing some amazing things, as are you, Peter. So thankfully, the three of us survived and are still thriving. And (laughs) we're going to get more into that kind of recklessness of what it means to be an entrepreneur. But before we do, we always start with a success quote. So Peter, take it away. 
I've taken this very seriously. I found my absolute favorite quote from one of my favorite authors. Uh, it goes like this. Humans have evolved to their relative, relatively high state by retaining the immature characteristics of their ancestors. Humans are the most advanced of mammals because they seldom grow up. Behavioral traits such as curiosity about the world, flexibility of response, and playfulness are common to practically all young mammals, but are usually rapidly lost with the onset of maturity in all but humans. Humanity has advanced when it has advanced, not because it has been sober, responsible, and cautious, but because it has been playful, rebellious, and immature. Tom Robbins. Tom Robbins. I mean, Peter, I'm going to have to take that one and use it for my new podcast that I started a couple of months ago, Quotes on Fire, because that is an epic of epic quotes. But kind of break it down for us. Like, why do you love that quote so much? And how do you see it fitting with us as entrepreneurs? You know, five years ago, if I had read that quote, it might not have resonated with me all that much. But the work that I've been doing, actually with both Commit Action and especially with the Shrink for Entrepreneurs, my, my one-on-one consultancy, I've come to realize that at the highest levels of business performance, it's not about helping people squeeze more productivity uh, out of the day. It's not about helping people turn that eight-hour workday into 10 or 12 or 14 hours. It's about helping entrepreneurs do work that feels like fun, get to a place where they desire uh, to do the work, where they want, desperately want to take action on their biggest ideas. And that only happens when we get aligned with like a sense of playfulness and find joy in our work. And I find more and more that is the number one thing that I'm talking with my clients about. That's the number th- one thing that we're helping people understand. If you want to level up your productivity, if you want to just get exponential results, you've got to understand how to switch on that inner child and start to play in life and in business. And that's where all the best results come from. Switch on that inner child. And Peter, I love that for a lot of reasons, but it it takes me back to my days in corporate finance when I would arrive at 8.30.00, like literally on time for work every day, not a minute earlier, not a minute later. And I would be walking out that door at 5.00 p.m., getting as little amount of work done that I had to do to just keep getting by. We had to make 65 outbound phone calls. We had to be talking on the phone for three and a half hours. And I hit those stats and boom, I was out the door as soon as possible because I was having no fun. But with Entrepreneur on Fire, I'm up at 5.30 a.m. I'm sometimes not going to bed till 10 p.m. You know, I'm working out in the middle. I'm having conversations with friends like yourself, but I'm, I'm working at the same time and it's just fun. And that's made all the difference to me in the world. And is that kind of what you're driving at? Yeah, I mean, exactly that. And also that I think the point of building businesses is that, you know, everybody has these lifestyle goals, right? Like entrepreneurs don't just want to build business for the sake of building a business. They want to be able to do really cool stuff. And I think that, you know, once you get going and probably before you even think you're ready, it's so important to start injecting the the fun stuff into your life. You know, like the trip we went on, we just, a bunch of entrepreneurs got together. We had our mancation. We go out and ride (laughs) ATVs and do all that stuff. But that stuff is so important because it sends a signal to your unconscious mind that all this work stuff, this hard work that you're doing and, you know, really putting a lot of energy in results in fun and emotional gratification and reward. And the closer you can make that connection, that little Pavlovian piece of conditioning so that your unconscious mind really equates work and business success with your life getting better and having more fun and being more rewarding, the more successful you're going to be, the more aligned you're going to be, the less self-sabotage there's going to be. I mean, from the psychology of entrepreneurial success, I think that that concept of play and, and satisfying the inner child is the most important 
So Peter, you talk about being aligned and I just see you so aligned with your current venture of commit action. I mean, it just exudes Peter Shallard, but let's be frank, it wasn't always that way. And that's really the first major topic that we always go into here at Entrepreneur on Fire. And that's a failure story. That's a struggle, an obstacle, a challenge that we all face as entrepreneurs. And I love really diving into these with guests like you, Peter, who have gotten through those failures and those obstacles to get to where you are now thriving in a great business that is just so you. But take us back to a time that you did fail, Peter. Take us back to a time when you struggled. And let's really get into the lessons you learned from that story. Yeah, where to, where to begin? There's been a lot of, there's been a lot of <laughs> learning curve. I've been at this for almost 10 years, so there's been a bunch of stuff. I think, that, I think that one of the biggest ones was, you know, when I started out in business, I had this private therapy practice, and I pretty rapidly figured out that I could make a lot more money in corporate consulting. And for a long time before I discovered the internet, that's what I was. That was my lifestyle. And I've got to say, I've become like a connoisseur of fine business models because some of them are way better than, than others. And I was kind of living this crazy lifestyle that just was not that much fun. When I was doing corporate consulting, my goal was to have you know maybe three or four, like a tiny handful of really big corporations. This was in uh, New Zealand and Australia. Oh, I'm from New Zealand. I was living in that part of the world, working with some of the biggest businesses, investment banks, insurance companies, that kind of stuff in that area. And... Uh, it was nuts, man. Like I was, uh, I was trying to make it as a consultant. I was whining and dining the CEOs of these businesses to try and score lucrative consulting contracts. And for me, the big failure was just learning that certain business models don't scale, that certain business models are just never going to work out because I would be working 70-hour weeks uh, at really in the thick of it and trying to pursue these clients. And because the, the business model was such that there was only – like I would only have three or four at any one time, that if one client decided to drop me for whatever reason or cancel their contract or something like that happened, it would, it would eliminate like 33% of my income. And there was this one moment, like talk about failure, when I got to the point where I had just two clients left, but one of them was massive. It was one of the largest insurance companies in the world, and I was doing a lot of work with their executives, kind of psychological coaching, professional development stuff. And then... There was a huge uh, natural disaster in Australia, and uh, they had to they had to cut their budget because they had to make so many payouts that they needed to cut a lot of uh, a lot of programs and a lot of extra stuff so that they would ensure profitability and all, and all of that. And I I was on the list. I was on the list of what the guy literally said to me, and I remember it to this day. He said, "Peter, working with you is a nice to have, not a have to have." Oof. And I, uh, and I lost at the time, like, uh, it was like enormous. It was like 60 or $70,000 of revenue that I had already spent in my head. Like I had, I had actually invoiced them for it and they got back to me and were like, we can't pay this. We have to shut down this program. This is, we just got word from the, the big boss. It's all over. And, uh, that was when I realized this has to change. That was for me, the, a rock bottom moment that, I was like, this. I can't do this business anymore because this is not a leveraged business. This is not freedom. This is not sexy. It's not the dream. This is a job with zero security where I'm just slaving away and potentially losing everything. So Peter, this is a really interesting topic that I kind of like to dive into as far as lessons learned because 
you know, there's different models that you can look at. And, you know, for you, when you had two clients and one of them that was massive and they looked at you and they said, Peter, you're a nice to have, not a have to have. That's devastating. But I can kind of look at it in with the process of Entrepreneur on Fire and say, you know what? There's a lot of people that say, hey, Entrepreneur on Fire is a nice to have. It's not a have to have. Like I'll listen to it, you know, a handful of times a week, maybe, you know, maybe five or ten times a month. It's nice to have there when I need it, but it's not a have to have. But because, you know, just last month actually we hit over one million unique listens, like the size of my audience allows me to have a lot of nice to haves and then that raving fan base of have-to-haves who are with me every single day. And Fire Nation, you're listening to me right now. You know who you are. What, do we, what can we learn from that, Peter? What can we say about the different business models that you and I developed? And I know yours is different now, but the one that you had developed about the nice-to-haves and the have-to-haves. Yeah, I mean, that's it, right? Like the big epiphany for me was that the problem with the problem is the scale. The problem is that this funnel exists where there's just this incredible risk where it's like, it doesn't matter what happens. You know, if you've only got two clients or even three or whatever, like you could have five, it's still devastating to lose 20% of, of any business's revenue. And so, and, and that's the thing is that the nice to have kind of model works well if you're able to tap into the and tap into these large tribes these really big audiences but at the time when I was doing this I had no idea how to do that all I knew was build relationships with the one CEO and the one company but you know and get that get that contract that's all I really that's all I really knew how to do so you know for everyone listening in John's a lot smarter like he's got a business <laughs> model that that uh yeah that's that that scales massively and that's what i was missing at the time back then then that's what caused me to hit that rough bottom moment just not understanding how uh yeah how to build a tribe no absolutely and you know i'd like to step back from that word smarter a little bit peter because you're actually one of the smartest people i know and you know i was just right place right time right idea and fire nation sometimes that's what it takes i mean if i had done exactly what entrepreneur on fire is back in 2007 or 2009 like who knows it probably would have gone 100 shows and died because there just wasn't that tipping point but in 2012 there was and it just continues to explode so that's kind of my big lesson peter for taking away from that is you know you realize that, man, you were just putting so much dice into that one role. You know, you just had to get those snake eyes every single time or you were in big trouble. What would be the one takeaway, the one lesson that you want Fire Nation to walk away with from that epiphany in your life? I think what it was, was understanding abundance. When I figured this out, the, the magical moment for me, I was in Sydney, which is where a lot of these big businesses were based. And one afternoon, I walk into this secondhand bookstore and I like go down into this weird basement section of it where they had the weird business books. Yeah. And I'm looking through <laughs> and I found, uh, I found an old copy of what I now know, like this amazing book, but I had no idea who this was or what it was. It was Permission Marketing by Seth Godin, which is, I think at this point is like 15 years old since it was published. And he basically, and I, dude, I didn't even really have a website. Like I was really clueless about this stuff. And he basically laid out in this book, I was flicking through it. He was like, this is how the internet works. There's billions of people plugged in. You only need to connect with a thousand of, of them and make them like your raving loyal fans and really engage those people to be secure, to be able to build a business like that's never going to have this problem. And that was when I knew like that book that I can remember to this day where I was standing, what I was wearing, what was going on because, and this was years ago. This was, I think must like, must've been like five years ago or something. 
it just changed my life. It was, uh, it was a moment where I suddenly got it. I was like, wow, there's an abundance of people out there and, and the opportunity today, talk about being in the right time and right place, is that technology makes it so easy to find them, to connect with them. So why go and have lunch with one guy when you can do something to connect with potentially tens of thousands of people? No, it's so true. And Fire Nation, I love how Peter just brought up that word abundance. And having the mindset of abundance versus a mindset of scarcity is such a game changer for entrepreneurs today. I've seen so many entrepreneurs take their game from scarcity to abundance. And every single time they do that, it has been an absolute game changer. And Peter, you're great at telling stories. I mean, you're taking us down to the basement. You know, you're sharing with us that you remember the moment, the clothes you were wearing. That's the kind of stories that we love here at Fire Nation. So let's go to the other end of the spectrum and talk about an aha moment. That's a moment in time, Peter. You've already shared with us an epiphany or two that you've had, but I want you to take us to an aha moment that you've had at some point in your entrepreneurial journey and then walk us through the steps that you took to turn that moment into success. I should continue with my story, with my weird connection with Okay, Seth cool. <laughs> because, uh, so I pick up this book, right? And uh, I read it. And then I immediately went, on, went home and uh, subscribed to Seth's blog. And if, if, you, if you guys haven't done this, that is something you should absolutely do. I don't know how he does it, but every day he publishes a blog post that just blows my mind. And he actually says he has to hold himself back, Peter. He has like two or three posts he wants to put out every day. Yeah, it's insane. I, the guy is just a machine. Of, he's like, a, he is, yeah, it's just crazy. So I, I went home and I subscribed to that. And I actually started, ta- I started talking to my, a few friends of mine about this. And I was like, this is really incredible. You know, this guy has got all these ideas about building lists and getting permission and, you know, building a permission asset, he calls it, which is kind of building that tribe who anticipate and want to and have given permission for you to, to hear from you all the time. They want your stuff. And I started doing that. I, I started building this happy little blog. It was like horrifically designed that I started writing stuff on. And then a friend of mine uh, says to me, this is this, this weird thing happened. A friend of mine says to me, Seth Godin is doing a Q&A with the Australian Business Women's Network via webinar. And I'm so green. I've never even been on a webinar in my life. And she says to me, this buddy of mine, she says, I can't attend, but you can have my login. I'm a member of the Business Women's Network, so I get access to this like official association in Australia. I get access to it. So I log on to like a couple of hundred women doing Q&A with Seth Godin for like business coaching tips. And I'm listening to all these great questions and he's talking about this, how important it is to find your superpower and be able to describe what that is in terms of what you, uh, what's that special thing that you offer, what's your superpower. And that is literally what my business card says, like a dozen different things. And I, I, I was listening to this and then they moved on from the topic and I just knew I had to ask a question. And so I type into the like go to webinar Q&A thing, my question. Now, what I didn't realize is that I foolishly had registered for this webinar. As Peter. As Peter. <laughs> So in the stream of questions from Cheryl and Susan and, you know, Tiffany and whatever, Peter pops up. And of course he notices it. He's like, there's a guy called Peter on this webinar who's like, what's going on? Like Seth says this and the, the, the moderator <laughs> person like laughs and then he goes, he has a great question though, so I'm going to answer it. And my question to him was, what advice would you give to someone who's always had a really hard time defining what their superpower is? And he says to me, of course you have a hard time defining what your superpower is. You don't know, but your best clients do. 
So go and ask them. Ask the person who raves about you, who loves you, who you love working with. Ask them what your superpower is and they will tell you. And so I did it. I got off the webinar. I picked up the phone and I, I thought about it. I was like, who do I love working with the most? And it was the CEO of this company. He had been working with me one-on-one. We had been talking about his personal life, about performing in work, about getting his energy in the right place, getting aligned, all this great stuff. And I thought, I want more clients like that. He loves me. I'm going to ask him. I pick up the phone. I say, hey, man, this is a really bizarre question. I'm sorry to interrupt your day, but I've got to ask you this crazy question. If I had a superpower, what would it be? And he thinks for a second and goes, "Mm, it's kind of like you're some kind of shrink for entrepreneurs. (laughs) And my life changed in that moment. That's actually what I first remember about you. When we were going around the table at the mancation, people were kind of talking about themselves and they were having a hard time kind of struggling with, like, who am I? What exactly do I do? Like, what's my mission here? And you just kind of looked at the table and you said, I'm a shrink for entrepreneurs. And it was like, boom, we all got it. And then we're all like, um, what's your number? Because <laughs> we all need a shrink. <laughs> so it was just like such a great moment for me to see at that mancation, like somebody that was so dialed into what they did, what their superpower was, that it always kept me striving to find that superpower for me. So Peter, I just love that. And I mean, you've already gone over, you know, what your biggest takeaway was from that. So we're even going to skip over that part because you nailed it. And I just want to jump into this question and just take about 60 seconds because we're getting kind of close to the point that we need to jump into what you have going on right now. But I know you have a lot of proud moments and I really want you to share a quick story of your proudest entrepreneurial moments and why. I've really been thinking about it and I came up with all these kind of weird answers and then I realized (laughs) I should just be, I should just be totally honest. Yes. My proudest moment, and I'm not totally proud of this, but my proudest moment was due to a crazy kind of set of circumstances and and connections with some of my incredible one-on-one clients, I found myself at a party at Peter Thiel's uh, mansion oh. in San Francisco. And I'm standing there next to him. Next to him, Sean Parker is across the room. There's some of the most illuminated, brilliant minds in Silicon Valley, and if not the world, in this room, in this incredible party. And a, and a, and a founder of this really you know, well-known startup comes up to me And he says, you're that shrink for entrepreneurs guy. I bet you have a lot of clients standing in this room. And right then I was like, wow, I do. That's why I'm here. I have clients. And that was for me the moment where I was like, I've kind of made it, you know, totally honest. It was that, it was all that external validation. It was just a sexy moment where I was like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) this is it. (laughs) Wow. Well, I just got to say that I just got the Fortune magazine in where Peter was actually the cover, and not Peter Schaller, but Mr. Teal himself, was the cover of Fortune Magazine. And I loved his article so much that I went and got his book, Zero to One. Incredible. Incredible book. I read it on my flight back from Maine to San Diego just, just two days ago. And it was epic. I mean, his mind just operates at a different, different level. And I mean, you went from that moment, Peter, being incredibly proud to now where you have commit action. So why don't you kind of catch us up right now, Fire Nation, kind of expound upon commit action and what is firing you up most today? Yeah, we're super excited about this. So commit action is my, uh, is my baby. It's, I'm building this thing to provide what I think is a really needed accountability coaching service to help small business owners just defeat procrastination once and for all. We live in this crazy world where technology is just getting more and more intense. It's distracting us more than ever. We're 
and working more autonomously than ever. Our brains are doing crazy stuff. We're trying to build businesses on laptops in our basement and our PJs. <laughs> and psychologically, there's nothing that's prepared us for that. None of our ancestors have had, had contemplated anything like that. And so when people find themselves struggling to get motivated and you know procrastinating and not really working on the highest leverage things and all that kind of stuff, it's because like our brains don't naturally thrive in that environment. They need structure. They need accountability. And that's what commit action is. It's a service that allows people to get that on demand. It's incredibly low cost. Um, and, and it's based on real science. We work with the professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School, who's an incredible world-renowned neuroscientist, to develop our coaching methodologies. And everything that we do is based on concrete, tangible, empirical psychology that's been proven uh, in the lab and in the real world to really move the dial on on having humans take action on their best intentions. So we're, we're super pumped about what we're building there um, and the community of people who are using the service to transform all of their best ideas into killer businesses. Wow. I mean, Peter, where does Fire Nation sign up for this? Because I have my hands on the keyboard. So we have put together a video training tutorial that just gives away the best components of the methodology that we've built for free so that you can just go and build them in your life if you want to get started on that right now. We'll give them a, we're going to give that away to your audience. You can go to commitaction.com slash on fire and sign up for that. In addition to that, I'm going to give anybody who, uh, who opts in their uh, for the free video tutorials, a free copy of my ebook, Demystify Your Fear, How to Conquer the Last Obstacle to Business Success. I used to sell this ebook for $47 back in the day. I took it off the market when I decided to focus on building commit action, focus on building out the services. It's not even available to anyone anymore, but uh, we're buds and I want to do something awesome for your people. So if you guys want to grab that, it is a phenomenal resource as well. Um, and yeah, we're just going to like our, our policy is we want to defeat the war and procrastinate. We, we want to win the war and procrastination. So we want you to access these tools and start building these psychological best practices and rituals in your life. We're going to show you how to do it absolutely for free and on your own. And, uh, and, and, and that's it. And if you dig our stuff, maybe we'll continue to be friends, but, but go grab those tools right now. Fire nation, commitaction.com slash on fire. It'll be there on the show notes page. You can just commit that easy URL to memory and go there right now. Grab that book. It's $47 value for free. You can't even get it now. And that video training is literally priceless. And Peter, we're about to enter the lightning rounds, but before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. 
If you're wondering how your small business can stand out in today's increasingly competitive marketplace, I've got one word for you. Branding. While building a brand may be easier and more affordable than you imagined, it still does require some time and money. So why is it worth the effort? Because it allows you to stand out. When customers have several choices, branding helps them make a decision. Your brand should highlight your unique virtues and let customers know what they can expect from your small business. In a business climate where the internet, social media, and technology create a lot of static, it's crucial to develop a clear brand voice to cut through all the noise. Building a brand is a really exciting process. So get pumped up about it. Whether you need a logo to launch your brand, a t-shirt to show it off, or a website to bring it all online, 99designs is a great place to build your brand. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Peter, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Yeah, I'm ready. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Sales skills, sales and marketing. I didn't know how to do it. I started out in business and thought that just being the best at psychology would award me a big uh, business that was successful. And then I learned the hard way that is not the case. I had to go and learn how to do that and figure out how to get it done. What is the best advice you've ever received? Specialize. Best advice I ever got when I was trying to build a business as a therapist that did everything for everybody was specialize. It's not going to work. You have to have your niche. The narrower, the better. Share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. I do all the important but not urgent work first thing in the morning, and then I let the afternoons fill up with urgency. If I do things the other way around, I never get the important stuff done, but starting with that means it happens every day. Love it. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? I think I already threw it down. You've got to go check out Seth Godin's blog. If you haven't already, every smart entrepreneur I know is a daily subscriber and reader, so go do that. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Commission Marketing, also by Seth Godin. I'm a really big fan of his and it's been the theme of our conversation today. Go check it out. It's 15 years old. It still predicted what was going to happen with internet marketing better and more accurately than anything. There's still huge amounts of stuff you can learn from it. Well, Fire Nation, I love when themes develop, and this has definitely been an amazing theme. And I know that you love audio, so if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. Peter, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would buy a suit and go and get a independent contracted job doing sales, uh, selling something, whether it was real estate or cars or whatever, it doesn't matter. I would succeed at it. And then I would start a website and immediately start writing about how I succeeded at it or podcasting or blogging or whatever, some media about how I succeeded at it. And uh, within a couple of months, I would be teaching people how to do what I just did. 
See, what I love about that, Fire Nation, is Peter's not afraid to become an apprentice, to go somewhere and to learn from people. I mean, if Seth Godin was offering internships, I know Peter would be jumping at that opportunity, becoming an apprentice of people that he wants to become like or knowledge that he wants to gain from that. And that's huge for any entrepreneur to do. And Peter, let's end today literally on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Don't delay gratification for too long. Make sure that you're balanced. Make sure that the more you work, the more steps you take to improve the quality of your life so that your unconscious mind clearly understands that working on your business is making your life better, not is going to make your life better, but is making your life better. That's how you get alignment and that's how you get success. Um, Where you can find me, uh, my personal blog and the Shrink for Entrepreneurs brand is at petershallard.com, just my name.com, and commitaction.com slash on fire, where you can grab all of those great resources and get in touch with me that way as well. Um, I'm very easy to email and you'll find out how to get in touch with me once you connect with me there. Well, Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Peter and myself today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com, type Peter in the search bar, his show notes page will pop right up. Peter, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today, and for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, man. Hey, hey, Nick Unsworth here, and I'm hosting the Life on Fire virtual summit where your fave entrepreneur, John Lee Dumas, along with Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, Adam Braun from Pencils of Promise, Tony Shea from Zappos, and many others will be teaching you how to set your business and life on fire. You don't want to miss this live virtual event. Register right now for free by going to freevirtualsummit.com and prepare to ignite. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 